Hello, there we are. And we're back. Yay, team. Okay, do ducks, ducks only lay eggs? Is it in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening? They only lay eggs at this time of day. What do you think it is? Uh, I want to say that they lay eggs in the afternoon. No, this is the morning. Well, ducks only lay eggs in the morning. And now I used to have ducks, and I don't remember that when they laid their eggs. It was just in the morning. Because now my chickens, the majority of them lay them before noon. Yeah. There's a couple stragglers that say, hey, I'm just going to wait until this afternoon. I'm going to just do me. But but everybody is usually done laying by the time I pick eggs about five, six o'clock. Yeah. You know, type thing. When it's really warm like this, we pick, I pick a couple times a day. So that's cool, though. So anyway, yep. But yeah, so ducks only lay eggs in the morning. And I did not know that. So, here we go. Okay, let's head to the phone lines ASAP. Okay, we're going to talk to Kathleen. Kathleen has a, just she just wants to share something about how she got rid of a moldy smell in her dog. Oh, a moldy smell. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hi, Kathleen. Moldy in a dog? <laughs> okay, what are we talking about? Hi, Katie. Love your show. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for all the information. You bet. Um, well, we came across some very helpful information that I just wanted to share with you mm-hmm. so that um, people can go right to trying this as opposed to spending a lot of time researching and trying to figure it out. Oh, good, good. Yep. So our dog, Zara, is about seven years old right now, mm-hmm. and we got her from the Humane Society when she was about two. Okay. Thanks for asking me. And um, when we got her, she had, she smelled like a mushroom. She smelled moldy, and it just got worse. And we kept her on the food that the Humane Society had her on. Okay. And uh, when we would take her to the vet, they said bathe her in vinegar. So we'd bathe her in a vinegar solution, uh, get that down to her skin and stuff like that, and that would help for a couple of hours, and that should stink again. Okay. They tried... We tried floral pills. We tried both the flora and the vinegar solution. Oh they said change your diet. Mm-hmm. So over the course of almost 18 months, we were trying all of these things. And my husband came across something um, in a Q&A part in the Internet. And someone said, I stopped giving my dog any food that contained grain and potato. Mm-hmm. And it was the potato that made her stop smelling. Once we eliminated any dog food that had potato in it, right. she stopped smelling. Whoa, is that excellent? See, pa- potatoes yeah. are bad uh, because they can't. Di- it's high in starch, and they have a hard dogs have a hard time digesting it. And one thing that people don't realize: a sweet potato is not a potato. A sweet potato is a squash. All right. So ah. if it says sweet potato, it's not a potato. It's a squash. Okay. But it's okay. white potatoes that we're talking about. All right. Like all the, okay. the whitest type. And, and that's commonly. But see, it also, that's if you look at a lot of the dog chew treats, a lot of them are put together, held together by potato starch. All right. Yeah. And, so, okay. and, and that gums up their system and it really is yucky. And so that's okay. why people got to learn to read labels. But that's very interesting that now, so yeah. now you got her off all the potato, anything that had potato in it, and now she doesn't stink like mold. Correct. We don't have to give her vinegar baths. We took her off the floral pills. We feed her a potato free diet and she smells good. You can 
pet her and rub her and get your fingers down into her and give her a massage. Your nice. Your fingers don't smell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep, food has a lot to do with it. And that's why, like with the vinegar and such like that, all you're doing is masking it. You weren't, you know... It, taking care of the, why it was happening, and so okay. that that's why, the, like I say, usually every time when a dog smells, it's could be anal sex or you know the anal you know glands, yeah. and Correct. so yeah. right, and then um, that's a big one. But a lot of it is it, it it's a mid, it's same with humans. You know, like how people that drink a lot kind of smell like their pores smell like beer <laughs> or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's so that's why it's what we eat and drink, and that's the same thing with their dogs. And that is really a cool information to to think about. So hopefully you help some listeners having the aha moment right now. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much, Kathleen. Thank you, Katie. You bet. Take care. Bye bye. Uh-huh. That is, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, but the, the dogs weren't made, and that's too high a starch. And if you look at it, most of the two toys and in a lot of the diets, you got potato in there. You got to really pay attention to that. Okay. Let's quick. We're going to be having Rebecca. We're going to be talking about dog pet trust with Rebecca uh, Bells here in just a little bit. But first, we got to get through two listeners that have been waiting very patiently. Yes. So we're going to go to Michelle. Michelle has a question about um, a loss of training in a dog. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> How you doing? Hi, Michelle. Hi. Oh, so, I'm here. Thanks. A, lo- a loss of training? <laughs> Do tell. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new term. Um, actually, I've talked to you before. We were uh, I was talking about Ava, our Rottweiler, mm-hmm. and we were creating an athlete, but we weren't exhausting her brain. Right. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, she tore her ACL in both of her back legs nine weeks apart. Oh, so okay. we have been dealing with uh, surgeries and rehab, and so while we were you know, trying to get her healthy, we weren't, you know, pushing the obedience. Right. And now that she's fully recovered, it's like she's forgotten everything she's ever learned. Because she, but she hasn't forgotten. What it is is that now she's testing you. What are you going to do about it? So okay. All you do is just you, you just put the training collar back on and say hello. Wake up, smell the roses. We still remember. Do you? Yeah. And then you just just reiterate everything that you need to know now. Right, because they never forget. They truly don't forget. They, but they do get rusty, and they do, you know, like I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. Like, what are mm-hmm. you going to do about it? Because they haven't really been asked to do much, you know, during this recovery. So then, all of a sudden, you want what? Really now, huh? And so that's why you just got to say, okay, let's start out with the basics. Sit, <laughs> yeah. and, and she'll be able to do it. Now, make sure you keep because you paid all this money. That you make sure you keep this dog on as thin as possible. Now you oh, want yeah. when she stands straight and she looks to the right, you should see ribs. All right. Yep. So that uh, so hopefully, and then also a lot of good. Now, when you said rehab, what are you doing? Are you doing um, the pools or what are you doing? Um, we didn't have any uh, of that available where we live, so we would just you know take her for progressively longer walks and uphill and, you know, things like that. So, okay. Uh, because um, right now, especially with the, how hot it is, try to find oh, a, a water. Hydro is the best because it's non-weight bearing, and that really strengthens them it, it really nicely. That's why hydrotherapy okay. with that kind of surgery should go hand in hand because it really helps strengthen them up and get them going faster. So, right. So get them in going and get her going on water. 
right? But yeah, okay. no, she's just she's just shooting your line, disrespect. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And so, what are you going to do about it? And so, you just just reiterate. Start out with the basics and just say, hey, you have to, you know, whatever you did before. Let her drag a leash around the house. Just something so you can follow through and get her attention back. And all of a sudden, she'll snap back like, oh, you do follow through. Better pay right. attention. <laughs> and then things okay. will start coming back. So yeah, she didn't forget. Just testing you. All right. Thank you. Good luck, kiddo. Bye-bye. Thanks. She's got to take out about second and third and fifth job to pay for all that surgery, but there it goes. Okay, we got one more, and then we're going to talk to Rebecca about pet trust. So hold on. Yes. What's up? We're going to talk to Maggie. Maggie has a question about uh, territorial barking. All right. Territorial barking. Hi, Maggie. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. What kind of pupper are we talking about, Territorial Barking? Good. Well, she is a rescue, so there's Minpin, and I'm not sure what else. So how many pounds? Uh, 17. 17, okay. So what's going on? Inside, outside barking? What's Both? What? Both, but I hate having people over because I think she's protective and territorial. Okay, so what's going on? Um. So, well, she just goes crazy, mm-hmm. you know, even like the door. So first it starts with the doorbell ringing and, you know, she runs down to the to the front door mm-hmm. and she just kind of goes nuts. And then her hair will even stand up on All her right. back. All right. Yeah. Those min pins are a little alarmist there. I'll tell you, man, that's a, that dynamite <laughs> in a short package. Okay. Yeah, so what you yeah. got to do, but now what, and when the dog is doing all this, what are you doing? Um, well, usually if it is friends, I will pick her up. Okay. 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 What you're going to start doing. To try to put a little distance between. Okay. No, what you got to do, she needs manners. She's running the house is what she's doing. Okay. And so what you need, obviously an obedience class would be great. That would be perfect. But if you, you you know, it depends on time, money or whatever type thing. Uh, Then what you're going to do, I'm sure you heard of me talk about a star mark training collar, star mark. S-T-A-R-M-A-R-K. You can get it online. Okay. It just put in Starmark Dog Training Collar. All right. And then what it is, is a plastic collar with little pyramids in there. And so when you slide it over the dog's head and when you put a leash on it, when you bump it, it pokes the dog. All right. It's like okay. if I need your attention and you don't give it to me, I poke you. And if you don't po- listen, I poke you harder. <laughs> so the bigger the okay. flick to your wrist, the bigger the poke to the dog. Now, do you use a harness on when you take her out for walks or does this dog ever had a, a collar on a regular buckle collar? Not a buckle collar, but when I take her for walks, I do use a harness. Yeah, okay. So, now you got to acclimate the dog to a buckle collar first before you try the Starmark okay. collar. Because all the, you got to remember, remember the harness is restrained. They don't train. All you're doing is holding the dog back, and you're making the dog want to pull even more. It's like, let's say you want to go to the door that's right behind you. I grab your arm and pull you towards me. What's your automatic reaction? To pull away from me to get to that door, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's happening when the dog is on that leash and they're leaning forward and you're just restraining the dog back, you know, and then they're usually sometimes those little guys are up on their back legs trying to go forward. They're going to blow ACLs, if they're, especially if they're overweight. And so that's why you've got to okay. get some training and you've got to get a collar that's going to train, not restrain. That's what harnesses do. A dog, If a dog will walk nice in a harness, no problem. If you can put the harness on and you don't even feel the dog is walking with you, then there's no problem with the harness. But if you're constantly restraining, you can't train. 
All right. Can you hold on a second? Okay. We've got to take a quick break here, and then we're going to come back and finish you up, and then we're going to get to Rebecca with Pet Trust, okay? Okay. So don't, don't go anywhere. Don't hang up now. Okay. A, re, a hen requires how many hours to produce an egg? 15 to 20, 24 to 26, or 28 to 30 hours to produce an egg? Be back. All right. Here we are at the Katie Canine Show. We're talking to Maggie. Uh, oh, wait a minute. First, I do the trivia. Sorry about that. Maggie, hold on. We'll get back there. And same with Rebecca. We'll get to you. Hold on. All right. Oh, da 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 da. Uh, hen requires how many hours to produce an egg? 15 to 20, 24 to 26, or 28 to 30? 15 to 20. Nope. It's 24 to 26. Dang. <laughs> Go with the gut, Carly. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah. Gosh darn it. So, it takes 24 to 26 hours. And then you're ready for this? 30 minutes later, after she lays an egg, yeah. he starts it again to produce the next egg. 30 minutes after Good she lays Lord. the first one. Yeah. It's craziness. I'm huh? glad humans are not there like that. That would be yeah. awful. <laughs> Say, folks, go to mytalk1071.com. And remember, we're talking about, you know, this brain-free causing cardio, cardiomyopathy or dilated cardiomyopathy in, in dogs. Okay, we just posted another uh, article. It's called The Update on Grain-Free that the Whole Dog Journal did, and it is phenomenal. And I was very disappointed when I, you know, looked on my page, and only 60 people viewed that there. But folks, you got to educate yourself because, remember, this is an industry. This is not just a brand. And why they just name certain brands is beyond me because it's all grain freeze. All. All right. And so it's almost kind of like they're out to get the big guys. You know? But anyway, uh, so yeah, please uh, update on grain free diets. Go to mytalk1071.com. Go to my, my show page and then click on read all those articles. And then Charlie Nutasaurus put together a really great video. So uh, please, folks, uh, you, you've got to empower yourself because what the media has done is they say, you know, 16 brands. Brands are killing your dog. Grain-free brands. Are, no, it's not sixteen brands, and it's, it has to do with all the grain-free. All right. So this new article from a Whole Dog Journal, excellent, excellent article. And so go to my show page and then click on the update grain-free. Okay. All right. Let's go back to Maggie. Maggie, you with us? Hi, Maggie. Hi there. There you go. Okay. First of all, most small dogs are small are are, are sound sensitive. So first of all, you're going to let this dog, uh, do, I would go to an obedience class, number one, but, okay, in the short term here, what you're going to do, you got to get them acclimated to a buckle collar, okay, okay. and so lately, let them drag the a leash around on the buckle collar, try to take him for a walk a little bit, he, you got to get him really acclimated where he could care less about this buckle collar, right? So then when you get the, get him acclimated, it could take a week, it could take two weeks, whatever, then you could try the star mark collar, and you just put it on, and just leave the buckle collar on too, it's going to cross at first, and then once he gets used to everything, then you want to take the buckle collar off, and just have the okay. star mark collar. But in the interim, okay, your buckle collar on, dragging the leash, okay, if he starts to bark, now it's your house. It's okay. Thank you for barking and let me know that somebody's there. But now, now I've got it and it's okay. It's so quiet. So whatever, what is going to be your quiet word? Is it going to be quiet enough? Shut the heck up. You decide. And you're going to okay. preface it with a growl. Ah, quiet. Or a hey, enough. All right. And as soon as he quiets, you do, oh, thank you. Don't say good boy or good girl. That gets them all nutsy in the headsy. Anytime the dog does something well and you want them to connect the learning dots in the head, you just acknowledge your good behavior by going, 
Thank you. And so that keeps the dog's uh, mind steady so that they can connect the learning dots. So as the dog is barking, you're going to shake the... Okay, wait a minute. Back up. You're, what you're going to do is take a pop can or a beer can, rinse it out, put five pennies in it, tape the top of it shut. Okay, now you're going to station them throughout the house. And only you're going to use these are the adults in the family. No kids use these, all right? Okay. And then what you do is the dog is barking, you grab your can, and you shake it as the same time you give the growl and go, shake, ah! Quiet. The dog's going to jump like, whoa, what was that? And you're going to, as soon as he quit, oh, thank you. Very nice. And then that, if he looks like he's going to start barking again, give him a, ah, 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 and tingle, tingle, tingle on the can. On the can. Ah, 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 quiet. Thank you. Very nice. Very nice. Now redirect. Okay, where's dad? Where's your ball? Get him onto something else instead of just standing there focusing on what he wants to bark at. All right. Okay. And so from here on out, he's going to drag a leash around the house. So you've got something to quick step on so you can get control. He can't just run and continue barking as he's, you know, running through the houses type thing. And so what every day, every day, three times a day, you're going to practice answering that door. Somebody's going to be the door ringer or the door knocker and you, somebody's going to be having the dog. And what we said earlier in the program here, you're going to be facing east and west if your company's coming in north and south. So they okay. walk past you and not into you. And then as they walk past you, tell them to look at, don't look at the dog, don't acknowledge them, don't just walk on by. As soon as everybody's past you, shut the door. And now let's say you go sit in the living room or sit in the kitchen. All right, so what you're going to do is you still got him on a leash, so you've got control. If he starts to bark, shake the can. Hey, quiet. As soon as he quiets, thank you. Don't be patting him in that. We want, we want him to connect the learning dots in the head. And so what we want him to do is calm down. Take it easy. Another okay. thing that you can do with him is you take the have him just on a buckle collar, uh, put the leash on, and then what you do is you, is you sit in the chair and put the bulk of the leash under your butt and just ignore the dog. Sit back in your chair, cross your arms kind of in front of you, don't look at the dog. And if he tries to jump in your lap, kind of lean forward and bump him with your, four, you know, your, your crossed arms in front of you and give him a bump. Ah! Because what you want him to do is stay on his uh, all four paws on the floor, not be in your lap. He's got to calm himself down on the floor, all right? Okay. So you are not to pick him up anymore when he's being naughty. He's going, you're gonna, you got the leash, and then you also you got the shake can. And some people okay. like the, using, is this the only dog? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some people like using the plant mister set on stream, filled with water, and blast him in the face as they are barking. Ah! quiet and the first okay. five times you say or spray at the same time you say ah quiet then you stagger it ah quiet and if he doesn't quiet now the correction comes the shake can or the blast to the face all right and okay. then like i say as soon as he calms down thank you very nice let's go find your toy where's your ball did it and get him on to something else just don't stand there and wait for him to, but you're going to practice three times every day somebody answering so the new protocol at the door the dogs now you're going to start getting a handle on that situation all right, and then also okay. he's going to start listening to you when you say quiet. You're, uh, you know, you're, you've got the situation, and now he can. He's going to start listening. And I, like I say, I would get him into an obedience class. That would be huge. Okay. Okay. So just one sure. clarifying question: When the doorbell rings, mm -hmm. you know it's okay to bark, and um, you know he will run down the stairs. Yep. So do I let him kind of get to the door and then start? Right. You're, yeah, you're going to meet him at the door. 
But now, what you're going to do is you're going to have, because you don't know who's at the door, right? So that's why you want the dog to, you you both see who's at the door. And if you're okay with it, okay, then you pick up the leash because he's dragging the leash around, right? So that you, so so you got, and then you're going to step on the leash about eight inches from the hook. You're going to be facing east and west and companies coming past you, you know, not walking into you, but walking in front of you, know, past you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so then if he starts to bark, ah, 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 quiet. Don't worry about the people. You already told him, don't look at him, don't touch him, just walk on by. Go sit on the porch. Okay. Go sit in the living room. And so your job is that, you know, to, until he, and, and then by what I said earlier, sit on the leash and ignore the dog. Don't look at him, don't touch him, don't do anything. You want him to get so bored that eventually he lays down on the ground, and he's like, isn't this a buttload of fun? And so now you just taught him how to calm him <laughs> himself down by himself which a lot of anything that's got men peeing in them you know they're like you know shot out of a cannon every time you th- you know they're blah 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 you know and so that's why you want to teach them how to zen out so at least three okay. times a day you're going to sit on the leash and ignore the dog you don't need the training collar just a regular buckle collar just ignore them okay. don't you know uh, talk on the phone watch tv read a book answer your emails just ignore them and if, if he tries to jump into your lap or stands on his back legs cross your arms in front of you and your head should be to the side so he has a side profile and then you lean forward and you bump him ah quiet or if he's barking but if he's trying to jump into your lap you just give him a bump and just go ah just like that because you want him to stay, not touch you he has his job with this exercise is just to zen out and lay in the floor and wait to see what's coming next okay Okay, and if you can't right. remember this, then give me a call up at Katie's K and email me, and we'll go over it again. <laughs> okay, but you, your Thank mission you so now much. is to get him to understand to calm down, to get the the star mark collar, get him acclimated to the buckle collar first, let him drag a leash around the house so you got something to step on and grab, and then you can use the pop can. Rinsed out five pennies in it, tape the top of it, and station throughout the house. And then so you got one to quick grab. If he's if he's not, if you say ah quiet, he doesn't. Then you can shake ah quiet. All right, and you'll so you sounds good. You'll get it. All right. Okay, thank you so much. You bet, kiddo. Take care. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Keep me posted. Bye bye. Bye bye. All righty then. Yes, barkers, folks, the reason why most dogs bark is they're alarmists. Terriers have a tendency to bark more than other dogs uh, because terriers, terrorists, I remember they were bred to go to ground, you know, to be brassy little things. And like Mike Gilligan, you back on my door, you swear to God I had, you know, 10 of them on the other side. But as soon as I say, hey, quiet, he'll, okay, bye, you got it, no problem. So it's just repetition, repetition, you know, following through with what you want your dog to do. Right. All right. So what should we do with Rebecca? Should we go to a break first and then come back and do Rebecca? What should we yes. do? Yes. Okay. We're going to go. Rebecca, hang on. We're coming. We're coming. And so Rebecca uh, Bell, she is uh, uh, how to set up a pet trust. Uh, and so, you know, we always think we're going to be here and all of a sudden something bad happens. And then guess what? And it's not just for older people, for anybody that owns a dog, a cat, an iguana, a horse, anything that, you know, maybe the people around you are not enthused like what you have. So how can you make sure that your animals will be taken care of if something should happen to you? So that's why we're going to talk about with Rebecca Bell. So please hang in there and we're going to, uh, awesome person. Okay, let's see. What are we doing here? Uh, da, 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 da. The heavy, what, <laughs> what is the heaviest uh, chicken egg, the heaviest chicken leg? Put my teeth back in. What is the heaviest chicken in the world? What is the chicken egg? I still can't get it out. What is the heaviest chicken egg? We'll be back. All right. We're going to blow this down because we got to get to Kathleen. I'm sorry that we got so into the other calls. So anyway, okay. Uh, The heaviest chicken egg on record weighed 
What do you think? A hundred pounds. Be serious. <laughs> okay, chicken fine. Egg. Chicken egg. Uh, Thirty pounds. No. One Twenty-seven. Pound. One pound. One pound. One pound. I got it. One pound. <laughs> the heaviest chicken egg on record is one pound, which is eight times more than the average large egg weighs. Eight times more. Interesting. Okay? And then you know what is that the the uh, now a hen is a girl chicken yes. and a rooster is a boy chicken yes and as the hen ages her eggs increase in size so there you go okay we're gonna go to Rebecca Bell we have and I can't th- are you there Rebecca you probably hi Rebecca hi I'm here oh there you are I am so sorry that we got to you so late and thank you for so much for holding on so hopefully we can we got time plenty of time here to. Talk about pet trusts. So welcome All to the right. K- welcome to the Katie K Nine Show. Thank you. Okay, now and now explain what is a pet trust. So the easiest way to think about it is it's a bucket. So think if you're going to go to the barn and brush your horse, mm-hmm. you're going to go uh, clean your house. Mm-hmm. You take a bucket or you take a caddy and you put all your different stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. That's a trust, whether it's a pet trust or any other type of trust. Mm-hmm. If you have an estate plan with a trust, that's what it is. All right. While you're hanging out and you're here, you take that bucket and you move it around, you add stuff, you take stuff out. Well, that's what a pet trust does. Mm-hmm. It protects your pets when you're not around to take care of them. Okay. And that can include uh, you go in for surgery. Um, you have to go to a rehab facility because you broke a hip and you have to practice walking. Um, you get incapacitated. You have to go to a care facility. Okay. Any of those kinds of things. Okay. Because, yeah, there's, just because I love dogs doesn't mean that my husband wants my dogs. Something happens to me. Okay. And so it's, and, that, and people don't think of it. And I, as I said earlier, uh, that. You know, we always think if we put a will or do something like that, then we're going to get hit by the bus tomorrow. And it's like, no, we, you know, this is only responsible for pets that because it, it we do that happens off too, too often that all of a sudden, either whether it be a grandparent or just a family, you know, something happens and now here are the pets and nobody wants the pets. So then if this is what a person needs to do, you have a pet, whether it's an iguana, a horse, a cat, a dog. Okay, now, bird, w- bird there you go, birds. Yes, oh man, Lord, that's, birds, they live forever. <laughs> they live a long time. Yeah, no kidding. And so what they do, now you're an attorney at law and uh, yeah. you, you also do other attorney stuff, but this is something that was unique that, uh, 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 da-da-da-da, uh, Rebecca Amstad, uh, yep. yeah, sent to you my way saying, you know, this is something that might be interesting interested for us, you know, to talk on the show, and it's like, you know what, you're right. So anyway, so th- so that's why, so now how does one do this? So the, the thing you want to do is you want to go to an attorney. Mm-hmm. Pet trusts weren't legal in Minnesota before 2016. Oh, they were not? We were the last state in the country to make them um, a legal um, function bu- for pets. Really? That's interesting. I did not know that. So beforehand, pets were like... A lamp. All right. You know, it's, it's your personal property. Um, Susie gets my lamp. Uh-huh. Susie doesn't want your lamp. <laughs> you know. um, I mean, that's the problem. We've had clients come to us and they say, okay, I'm just going to, my sister's going to take care of the dog and I'm going to give her some money and we'll be fine. All right. But the problem is, 
sister isn't under any legal obligation, right? Mm -hmm. She dumps the dog. She goes to Vegas. She has a great great time. (laughs) I don't like that sister. (laughs) So a a pet trust makes a legal obligation. Okay. That you've left money for the care of your pet. You want your pet taken care of a certain way. This is who you want to take care of it. Um, a really good pet trust will talk about how you want to take care of it. And I can tell you more about that later. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's taking care of your pets when you're not there to make a decision. And mm-hmm. it's any pet that you have when you need it. All it's right. not just, you know, it's just not the two dogs that I have right now. Yeah. Because when something happens to those puppers, I probably will get another dog or two. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes care of whatever dog or cat or horse or parrot or whatever that I have. All right. All right. All right. Now, um, uh, what is the process? Well, wait a minute. You had a story. We talked earlier to this morning. You had something about a story. I said, save that for the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's, here's a true situation. We had two clients come to us because a mutual friend, she's like 42, died unexpectedly, and her siblings came in and immediately euthanized all her dogs and horses. Yeah, yeah. They didn't want them. They didn't like them. They didn't care about them. Right. Exactly. Okay. Didn't didn't try to find homes. Didn't put them on tricks. Didn't do anything. Just all gone. Oh, geez. And they were shocked. Yeah. And, And they knew how hurt she would have been. Oh, yeah. Because these were her babies. They were her only family. Right. Obviously, the only family that cared about her, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, so... Now, had she had to set a trust up, right? What? If she would have set up a trust, that that would have... Yes. Yeah. That would have stopped Absolutely. that. Okay. And then what... Yeah, and I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What, you had another client, what? Well, we had another client that had multiple horses, you know, she had, I think, three or four horses. Um, the people that she was going to give them to couldn't afford to keep that many. Mm-hmm. So they ran the others through the feed auction. Oh, geez. Yep. You know, so, or or maybe if you have a senior dog mm-hmm. or a big breed dog, and even if they got taken to the Humane Society, Probably not likely to get adopted. Very true. Very true. Very true. So, those are the kind of situations, you know, more and more people are, hey, I want to buy a house because it's got a yard for my dog. Mm-hmm. You know, I want this type of floor in my kitchen because, well, my dogs sometimes have accidents. Yep. They won't scratch the heck out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so those are the kind of people that are going to want to take care of their pets later on. Right. And so a pet trust is a legal document. So we're a state planning attorney, so we do wills and trusts and things like that. And what that means is it's just about taking care of people and helping them plan ahead to take care of their families, including their friends' families, when something happens to them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have the two dogs. I have a grand dog. I've had horses. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I've had clients say, I'm thinking about disinheriting my daughter because she doesn't like my dog. <laughs> that's, so, 
That's true, though. You know, people, the, the, our pets are, you know, it's, and I get it too. You, just because, you know, mom, dad, granddad, or me love these, it doesn't make it so of other people around. You know, unless they are, they are horse people, but they, you know, the horses now, the cost of hay and everything else, it really, it can be a burden. I get that. So that's why, you know, doing this pet trust to ensure that they will be taken care of properly and uh, well. Right. So you, you set aside some money and, and we help you sort of figure out what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And you, you take your pet and you, you put whatever pet you own in the trust. And we've done raccoons and mules and dogs and cats and My. you name it. Wow. So, yeah. so now, but uh, let's say, well, obviously you put money in it to, uh, to, to help free to free cross of whoever's going to get but that not right. necessarily you put money aside you don't have to take you know your money today right right but maybe you say well the assets in this account mm-hmm. the, these dollars are going to go to taking care of my pet okay yeah or the sale of the house or whatever type thing right yep. right you can determine a dollar amount let's say you live on a horse farm are the horses going to stay on the horse farm? Oh, better, you know, then you might have to take care of your real estate, too. Right. Okay. Okay, why don't you, so, hold, you want to hold that thought, because we got to, of course, do our breaks. Now, before we go, okay, now you're Rebecca Bell, and you're attorney at law, and now how can Golden they get... Golden Valley. In Golden Valley, and how can they get a hold of you? Now, your website, your blog on your website is really way cool. And so Yeah, so you guys need to go to her, her website and look up her blog. Her blog is great. So how can they get a hold... How's your... Uh, how do they get a hold of your, your website? So our website is RB, like Rebecca Bell, RB Legal. MN like Minnesota.com. Okay. So yeah, go and to the, the contact button and. Yep. Yep. No, it really is. You got to go to that. So now that's how you can get a hold of her. So if you got any questions for her, because we're kind of short on time, I don't want to cut her off to answer. So you can give her, uh, you can, you can go and give her, go to her website and you can give her a call and we can go from you, there. Okay. So yep, no, I can don't give you our phone number. Yeah. So well, yeah, you can give out the, give up the phone number. Go for it. 763-582- one four one four. Okay, so now don't hang up, Rebecca. We're coming back. Okay, all right. Okay. Deal. And you figure out what more what my listeners need more of to hear from. Okay, okay. okay. We'll be back. Okay. Uh, the average yearly consumption of eggs per person per year is it two hundred, two fifty four, or three twelve? How much does a person consume eggs in one year? We'll be back. All right. Thank you for tuning into the Katie K Nine Show, and you can go to mytalk one zero seven one dot com. Uh, Carly put up a link to uh, Rebecca uh, Bell's uh, um, uh, attorney at law, her site. And so you can go, get the, go through in case you're driving and you can't write it down. So just go to mytalk1071.com. And also remember, please go and see the new article about the important, you know, greed about grain-free foods. It's You have to do your due diligence. Don't just run around with your chicken like your head cut off and thinking, oh, these brands, these brands. No, it's not a brand thing. Remember, this is an industry thing. It's all grain freeze, not just and why they, you know, but I don't even get me going on there. But anyway, okay, Rebecca, you're still with us. Hello, Rebecca. Hello. There we go. Okay. So now, okay, it's it's, it's put in uh, now that I, 2016, that really blows my mind that that, that just came into existence. Because, you know, only you three years You want to hear something else? What? Minnesota was the last of the 50 states to approve a pet trust. Really? 
What happened to Minnesota Nice? (laughs) Wow, that's unbelievable. Okay, so Pet Trust, in case those are just tuned in here at the end, uh, what it is is just kind of sum it up again. It's an estate planning document that um, legally obligates the person to take care of your pets in the way that you like them taken care of and provides money for their lifetime care. Okay. And then what is the process? What do we do? You just got to call you guys up and say, this is, I've got 10 dogs and I want to set up a trust. So what do we do? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so if you have, so let's say you already have a will. All right. Or you have a trust. All right. You can set up a pet trust as a separate standalone document. All right. Um, if you don't have a will or a trust, you should. Yes. Um, That's very your family true. will thank you. Yeah, and so they, uh, it's a one-stop shop. You do you wheels too. Include pet trust in yeah. that. Okay, and then so, you don't have to name because being that our, our pets, are other than parents, don't aren't with us that long. Let's say you know I'm 20 and I'm going to set it up now. I'm going to go through a lot of pets, you know, through my time. So how often do you have to update this? You know, I would say, you know, rule of thumb is three to five years or major life event. Right. You get a new job, you buy a house, you get married, something like that. Right. Um, and again, even if you don't, it will cover the pets that you have when you pass. Do they do- don't have to be named. Okay, they do. That's what I was going to say. They don't have to be named. Okay. So you can just say now, that. Unless you- we'll go through and we'll name the pets that you have and we'll talk about how do you take care of your pets. Mm-hmm. You know, does it sleep on the bed? Yeah. Does your cat Ooh. go outside and inside? Mm-hmm. And you're not worried about, and you don't worry about that. That's okay. Right. Um, do you have a Ninja Turtle and you need to buy pizza? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, you know, what else? Um, do they get raw, organic food? Um, okay. Does the, does the pet's food not have to contain potato like your earlier call? Yeah, there you go. No potato, no potato. So who takes care of who takes care of your animal's health? Who's the vet? You know, is Dr. Rebecca their animal uh, chiropractor? Uh, do you have pet insurance? Are they microchipped? You know, all of these things that you do every day for your pets. And if you do it for the dog you have now, pretty likely you're going to be doing it for whatever dog you have down the road. That's true. Very true. Now, at any time, you know, let's say I, I take one out, and I'm just one of these nuts where I just, okay, so, uh, uh, you know, like I just lost it last November. I lost my um, Zelda. So now, mm-hmm. can I, if I want to, does it, once you set up the trust, to do tweaking, does it cost every time I tweak it, or is, how does that work? Well, it does. It's like buying a car. Okay, okay. It, it depends if you need a little tweak. You know, do you need to, you need a new key, or do you... Need a new overhaul. Oh, okay. A new engine. Okay. All right. So, so okay. So, so you know, get... the other thing you can take care of too, huh. um, you want all the things that your pet babies do now, you know, and you can specify end of life. You can specify discipline treatments for your pets. Oh, nice. Okay. That's really, boy, I didn't you know? think, but that's really getting fine tuning it. That's really a good idea. <laughs> it really is. Well, people have you don't think very specific beliefs. Yeah, well, that's very true. Very true. And like I said, I did not think about putting that down on paper. That is very true. 
It's just like, you know, what should be protected. Should you want to be cremated or you want to be buried? That's a big decision right there, right? But the, right. the thing, and same, same with the dogs is that, okay, what, what are we going to do? You know, like you see, you can do specify end of life. That is really, yeah, that's a, I, like I said, I had not thought of this and it's, it's really interesting. So what else is, uh, we're getting short on time. What else do my listeners need to know about pet trusts? Well, you have to make it legal. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to, if you're going to, you can go online and you can buy a pet protection plan mm-hmm. and they look really good. And some of them cover a lot of information, but they're not legal. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, and, and so that's scary. Yes. And yep. then you, you pick the person that's going to take care of your pet and you pick a backup. Oh, always pick a backup. <laughs> that's very Always true. pick a backup. That's very true. You know, okay, and, I want to make sure and, I get your your uh, your information in here again. So now they can okay. they got questions for you uh, to yes. continue this conversation on. How can they get a hold of you? Okay, they can call Rebecca Bell at RB Legal seven six three five eight two one four one four. All right. The first person they'll talk to is the lovely Lynn, who will uh, <laughs> get a lot of information and um, will will help you out. Okay, and then you got a website. What's the website? It is RB, like Rebecca Bell, RBLegalMN.com. Okay. Now, what on the and it's av- just about taking care of people and their pets. Okay, and what's the average cost? I know I'd fine tune it, but what's the average cost for something? Oh, gosh. I should have been prepared for that oh, question. Okay. But it really varies. Okay. You know, let's say if you've already got a will in a trust. You know, it's going to be obviously the more time it's spent to put put it together, the more time money it's going to cut at first. Correct? That's correct. Yeah, yep, that's good. And you do also wills. What other things do you do? We, you do the wills, pet trust wills for humans. Uh huh. We do probates. We do, and we do some small business work. Okay. Well, I thank you so much. I'm sorry we're running out of time here. We've got to let you go. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. And I'm sorry I got so late into you. I thought I'd get to you quicker. So I'm sorry. I apologize for that. That's okay. But you're taking care of uh, pets. There you go. So well, you keep doing what you're doing. That's awesome. And I, this is one thing that I did not know anything. And now I'm empowered. <laughs> so Thanks, Katie. You bet. Take care, Rebecca. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Okay, once again, uh, you can go to mytalk1071.com and Carly put a link to Rebecca on the show page. And also, please go and look at the grain-free update. We really need to get on top of this, folks. You need to be empowered, so please do that. And have a great week. Keep your pet and yours a war or hot. Yeah, right. Cool. Get those kitty pools out. Have fun. Don't hide your dogs. Train them.